I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Looking around for my coffee and I can't find it. And that's the way it is. So let's get going. Here we go. And to start off, Subway. Subway has so much new it didn't fit in their last ad. Like the new steak and cheese. They start with new freshly baked artisan Italian bread. And then they pile on new thicker cut tender marinated steak and top it off with melted cheese. Well, guess they need another ad. The Uh oh, we ran out of time. We need another ad. I'm Bo Bachman of Galton Motors, telling you Subway has so much new it didn't fit in their last ad. So they bought time in mind to say their new hickory smoked bacon makes an all-American club you won't want to miss. What can I do to put you inside a Subway today? Don't hesitate. Arrange a test bite today. A test bite today. Okay, and sadly, they don't start with their logo, which I would, and they don't uh, end with their logo, which I would. So you get a piece of bread that you're looking at, which I don't think is very interesting. Uh, first of all, why does it pay, why it pays to segment your audience? You know, and this goes back kind of to the days of R.R. Donnelly and Selectronic Bindery and Farm Journal. You know, that was 1978. And my book starts out with this story. And it says, okay, Farm Journal said, you know, there's different kind of farmers. There's wheat farmers, and there's corn farmers, and there's hog farmers, and there's dairy farmers. And we ought to be able to do a different edition for those farmers. And maybe we can sell a little more advertising, or maybe we can charge a little more for the advertising. If you only want to reach dairy farmers instead of buying the whole circulation, now you'll pay less for the dairy farmers only, right? But you'll pay more per farmer. Okay, so that's kind of the way the whole thing works, the whole world works. The tighter the segmentation, the more expensive, but also maybe the more efficient. It's hard to tell. It's not, it's not 100%. Uh, but this is from Claritas. <coughs> and when I started in modeling, you know, I told my, my data scientist employees, we had a NASA scientist and we had some other smart people, a lot of smart people. I said, I want some cluster groups, like the PRISM clusters, which I think Claritas is the next generation after PRISM. You know, they had guns and station wagons and furs and Cadillacs and stuff, or guns and pickup trucks. And, you know, they had these cool names, and I really liked them. I said, let's make up 50 names, and we'll use the geodemographic variables. And they said, well, what are you trying to sell? You know, which priority would you like to, to make these? You know, if somebody's kind of in two, which, which should we put them in and that kind of thing? I said, well, it depends on what you're selling. You know, if you're selling financial services, then the prism works great because it segments first by income, then by density, then by probably presence of children. That was kind of the way. It only used about six variables. We deconstructed Claritas in Canada for the Hudson Bay Company. Where, and we just figured it out. They, they basically showed us how they deconstructed it. They had, a, they had a, a, a pie, and they showed how the nation was split, and they showed what variables were in each group. So it was pretty easy to, to back it out and say, well, these people are high income, these are middle, and these are low income. These are high density, middle, and low density. And so that's what we did. We built it. We built the variables instead of building the clusters. Why? Well, because, you know, for the Hudson Bay Company is a good example. They sold... They sold a gasoline credit card. They also sold three to five thousand dollar trip packages all over the world. You know, wherever you want to go. Um, mostly, they sold relatively inexpensive, kind of a Walmart kind of 
uh, store all around Canada, retail store. But they also sold life insurance. They sold credit card insurance. They sold that was their main biggest pro uh, product. Um, so depending on which product you were selling, variables matter differently. Anyway, <clears throat> so the the problem with segmentation is that, and here's right off the bat, they say, well, maybe you can use Maybe you can use um, segmentation as basically a scalable way to offer something different. Remember the Farm Journal example? Makes perfect sense. Okay, but what if you can't tell? So they have these pre-built audiences, and I've used them before. We used them for Love Sack. We've used them a bunch of times. And the problem is they don't just they don't model well. They just they're too clunky. And uh, they're very, very cumbersome, and they're easy to remember, and they're easy to think about. But they're basically sort of a regression, a regression tool that sort of works and sort of doesn't. I'm not a big fan, but I thought, I'll put this up, and I'll let you read it, and you can be amazed. They have some case studies, but, you know, they don't, they don't say much. There's no holdout test. It's not really direct marketing. It's really just... Do something and see what happens. And oh, it went up. Okay, that means we—that means we were the cause. Okay, well, if you believe that, then you're—you're you're too dumb for this show. <laughs> Turn it off. Go away. <laughs> too dumb. <laughs> we want you to—we want your friends to think you're smart. Okay, so <laughs> here's a an article. You don't see too many articles on the list anymore. And part of the reason is because, you know. A lot of the people that built lists aren't there. My WordPress app where you register doesn't ask your address. Uh, it's a big pain in the neck when you join the WDMA if you do that. I think we do ask your address there. But, you know, LinkedIn doesn't even get your zip code, for heaven's sakes. They just put you in a kind of a glob, greater Milwaukee area or greater Chicago area. And the worst is that when you scarf the the <laughs> When you scarf the LinkedIn list, they come in in all different flavors. You know, like the city of Chicago, <clears throat> the city of Waukegan, greater Chicago area, state of Illinois. They they are not mutually exclusive and they overlap. So it was not well thought out at the beginning. But let's talk about lists for a minute. This is um, Bigger Pockets is a podcast that does that helps realtors and real estate investors understand what's going on. And they said. Okay, if you were selling chocolate chip cookies and you wanted to mail a bunch of people and you tried a list of diabetics and you probably can't get a good list of diabetics because HIPAA and all that, you know, we can ask you if you're vaccinated, but we can't ask you if you're diabetic or if you have allergies. So lists of medical conditions are notoriously difficult to get. Note. In fact... If you mailed the Cookie Lovers Association, you might sell cookies like hotcakes. Not necessarily. As I pointed out yesterday, sometimes the obvious core list is oversaturated. Everybody selling cookies is sent into that one. Whereas the diabetics, maybe you argue that, you know, one cookie, it's not going to kill you. <laughs> I have some diabetic friends, you know. And if they are down a little, they can eat a cookie. <laughs> they can't eat a package of cookies. They might go to a coma. But... Better than going into a sugar coma with a deficiency of sugar, a cookie will could save their life or a glass of orange juice. Uh, just take a little bit. <clears throat> anyway, so so it's not the greatest example. But he rightly points, he or she, <clears throat> the author points out that the list is powerful. 
Okay, and that is true. So let's talk about list brokers. List brokers are the people you call up and say, hey, if I wanted to reach people who really care about olive oil, what would I, who would I, who would I, you know, go after? They're kind of like an ad agency, except they don't do all the creative and all the rest of it. They're more like a media placement if you're into digital and mass media. Okay, the list brokers, here's the fallacy. The list brokers are companies that have millions and millions of data points about people. <clears throat> no, that's really not what they have. They have they have lists of people, okay? And, you know, my broker told me once that somebody was marketing to dentists and they started reading the list top to bottom and there was like a a famous mass murderer dentist who was in prison and a couple other dentists in town that had gone, uh, had retired or gone out of business. And the broker said, lists are for mailing, not for reading. <clears throat> because on balance, they're messy. And no matter what you do, they're still messy. And if you have a pocket uh, calendar or if you have a, uh, if you have your own personal contact list, you know that when you dust it off and look someone up, Oftentimes, they're not there anymore. They're at a different company. The phone number that you thought was good isn't any good. And that's one of the virtues of LinkedIn is uh, in spite of the fact that in spite of the fact that one of my friends who was president of a big company, uh, all of a sudden his phone was just going to voicemail at the company. I had his direct number. But I could write him on LinkedIn and I'd say, hey, where you been? And he said, right. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> so that's one of the things. It, 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 it holds a place. But it's not a good list because, first of all, you can't get it anymore. LinkedIn unilaterally opted everybody out. Anyway, but list is powerful. That part is true. And um, <clears throat> here's a bunch of list sources. If you're trying to do off, if you're trying to do off market, you know, this is like before the property gets listed, contacting people who might want to sell but haven't really listed it yet that's what this is the article is for and then they list companies but they say you could even go to your county administration building which is really where a lot of these people get it <clears throat> i've tested pre-movers and post movers and depending on what you're offering the post mover can work better or the pre-mover can work better like when we were selling furniture nobody was worried about buying new furniture before they moved why because they were trying to get rid of the existing furniture they were trying to get the furniture to the next place that they wanted to keep. It was only then when they moved into the new place that they thought, you know, this stuff doesn't look that great. You know, once you carry the old couch out into the daylight, you think, whoa, are we really actually sitting on that? That's when you decide that after you move, you're going to get new furniture. So the post list worked better for furniture, right? <clears throat> on the other hand, where they, the bug service... <laughs> to the, I think Terminex, all these names are going through my head, but Exterminator, but it's not really Exterminator. It's just a regular bug service. We have a regular bug service. Josh, <clears throat> our buddy Josh comes in and sprays around our house every month. That kind of thing you want to set up maybe a little ahead. You, you can. <clears throat> anyway, so the key is to this article is you should, which one do you choose? You should play around with them. Try to get list, different list sources. Try to make sure your list broker doesn't just give you one or two lists and say, this will work great. Let me know how they do, <clears throat> which is sort of one end of the spectrum. Let's go on. Okay, this was an interesting article. Why you should invest in direct mail marketing. 
That's like right up our alley, right? Just from two days ago. Augusta Free Press. And I don't know where this is. I thought it was Augusta, Georgia. But all of the examples are from the UK. So I'm guessing that this is from a city named Augusta in the UK. That's my guess, right? And uh, they start off with this example. There's a mailer, um, an envelope, and inside there's a balloon. A balloon in a box, okay? And... Land Rover was trying to invite 100 customers. They, that were, their goal was to get 100 visitors to their Liverpool showroom. And on the end of the balloon string was a marketing message and an event invite, making the follow-up sales call a welcome experience. Okay, So these were high-ticket people. Land Rover is kind of a high-ticket high ticket brand, I think. A friend of mine just got the Mercedes Land Rover version. And he he loves it in the winter around here. I said, yeah, but when you hit the brakes, it'll skid just like any other car. He said, you aren't kidding. Okay. Everyone knows digital ads are easier, cheaper, and more easily forgotten. I like that. That was a great line. That was This was a great little line in the middle. Okay. This, this article conflates, there's a good word, conflates direct marketing, direct mail, and some of the benefits of each. So in, when they call about direct marketing, they say physical correspondence. Well, as the author or co-author of the seminal article on the definition of direct marketing in peer-reviewed journals, I can tell you that it isn't just digital. Direct marketing is the heuristic system that keeps it going. We test, or first of all, we observe, we design an experiment, we test, we look at the results, always triggers more observation. We think of, hmm, I wonder if it's this. I wonder, or we try to reconfirm the test. And it goes around and around and around and around and around. And you're always learning and you're always getting better. And that's why companies like LLB that have a culture of that keep going forever. It's not because they it's not because they mail. They do mail, but it's because mail has baked into it some benefits for direct marketing, but not everybody who does mail does direct marketing, and not everybody who does direct marketing does mail. That's the way it is, okay? Here are some forms of direct mail. True. There's a lot of forms, including packages. Yeah, packages. And One time we mailed a 2x4, a piece of 2x4. You could put a label on it. I don't know if you still can. You, at one point, you could mail children, but we never tried that. Anyway, direct mail... <laughs> Just tangible. I saw a meme about how terrible that was to mail children. Well, it was cheaper than there weren't airplanes. You know, you put them on the train. The, the post office took care of them. As far as I know, the post office rarely loses anything. Direct mail is tangible. Direct mail does not throw itself away. Direct mail gets delivered. Direct mail goes to a decision maker. Direct mail requires engagement because it doesn't throw itself away. Got it? Direct mail requires engagement. So we have 100% delivery, 100% engagement, unlike any other advertising media. I never get it right, medium or media. I'll call everything media. Just like when people use distance, they say further, which makes me. Anyway, people like getting mail, enjoyed receiving mail. 
A lot of people do. It depends. You know, what, what's one man's treasure is one man's junk mail. Somebody wrote that about how all the posts on LinkedIn should be uh, engaging or something. I said, yeah, well, maybe for you they are who posted it, but not everybody is you. And so your posts are not all going to be engaging and your, and your postcards aren't either, you know. But that's not the way advertising works. You know, when I see a, a car dealer ad, I may not care. But when the check engine light goes on in my car, I may start to care. So my circumstances determine the value of your mail. And you don't know my circumstances. Let's get over that. Target your ideal customers? Probably not. Again, we've talked about that for decades. But there's a lot of variables you can use. Location. People appreciate a little creativity. I certainly do. Um, you know, I got that, I got that fleece in the mail. About a year ago, I loved it. I wrote to the president, or I called the president, left a message. We had crossed paths over the years. And I wrote back the person whose business card was in there, never got a follow-up. But I appreciated the effort. What can you say? You know, if you're going to do, do a system, make sure you have a follow-up in place. And you get decisions. And you get and you get creativity. So there's a lot of stuff packed in here. It's, oh, Olivia, that's where I was. I knew there was an author in one of these that was down at the bottom because I'd highlighted it. So mail is great. <clears throat> Direct marketing is even better. If you want to know how to figure that out, go over to WDMA and subscribe and get the show notes for today. We've got a lot packed into it. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Thanks, Peggy and Keith. Bye-bye.